Are you ready to take your writing to the next level? Then welcome to the Book Editor Show. Join Clark Chamberlain and Peter Turley each week as they teach you all the tips, tools, and techniques you need to move your book from manuscript to market. Visit thebookeditorshow.com for show notes, links to guests, books, and extras to make your old novel better than ever. Now, please welcome Clark Chamberlain and Peter Turley. Welcome to the Book Editor Show number 34, continuing and actually finishing our series finally on editing core plots today, The Rebirth. We are taking these from Christopher uh, Booker's The Seven Basic Plots, which you can find at your local bookstore or on Amazon. I'm Clark Chamberlain, and there is a tale of a young boy who is taken by a dark force in order to, to stop an ancient prophecy. However, when the dark force heard this boy's voice, it was like hearing angels from on high. The boy grew up and was let go. He's my friend and co-host, Peter Turley. Peter, how are you doing today? <laughs> you know, those, those those prophecies, they're so hard to live up to. They really are. <laughs> I just hate it. You know, it, it, I, I walk into like a bar and they're like, oh, there's a prophecy about... <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to live up to. I'm like, oh, another one. And then I have to go off on some really long quest. And, oh. you know, they, 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 they have an annoying habit of needing fulfilling. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, uh, it just, it's just something that has to be done. And we're glad that you're available to do it, though. Yeah, this, is, uh, this has been recorded in between prophecies. So <laughs> unless one comes through sort of like the letterbox in the next 10 minutes. That could. And you might have to pop out and be gone. So I, I could see that happening. <laughs> An unexpected journey. There and back again. So, um, well, uh, so I've got a new poster hanging up on the wall. I'm excited about that. I like it. Yes, it's very yeah. good. So I got the Hank Hudson poster up. Uh, by the time when this airs, the book will already be released. Uh, it's releasing in two days from the recording. And uh, I'll be down at the Salt Lake Comic Con, which is the third biggest Comic Con in the world. Which is pretty cool. So, so, so technically, you're there right now. Right now, I'm there. You're listening to this. <laughs> I'm there at this moment. It's like, it's like you're looking into a time traveling here. I can, um, I can just hear those those books flying off the shelf in the distance. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or out I the can't box. do. Or off like the stall. A, you know. <laughs> I think what's going to happen is the first person is going to come up and buy all of them. And I'll just be like, well, I guess I got nothing else to do for three days. <laughs> Me. <laughs> I'll come up and just buy them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Like, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sharing a booth uh, with actually with Joshua Crowther, who you met. Um, we had him on the show talking about comic books. So he'll be uh, he'll be selling his comic book super, uh, I think issues one through three, and helping to build support for his issue four, and then I've got uh, Hank Hudson and another day another name. So it should be good. It should be a really good time. Yeah, that, that, I think that'll be a, a good stall, well meshed together. I yeah. think um, I heard is it's not a spot. No, 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 because obviously want to generate. He's doing another. Another crowdfunding thing for the next yeah, one? Yeah, he's going to do another Kickstarter. Um, it's not yet. He's trying to determine. Uh, he wants to have it done because that's what he did on the third one where he had all the art and everything already done. So when he was able to do the, the Kickstarter, as soon as it ended, he immediately started shipping. Well, he had printed and then shipped. So it was really good to have it all finished. So he's trying to get that finished before he starts it so that there's not a long delay between when people pay to when they get their product. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I wish you yeah. both good luck over the, the three days. Oh, thank you very much. Get away and take part in a couple of the... 
I, I hope so. I hope I can get into a couple of the panels and uh, and to meet some people over there. Um, last year, I met some really great artists. Uh, 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 Agnes, I can't think of what Agnes' last name is off the top of my head, but uh, she she uh, does art for the My Little Ponies series, and so it was <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> so it was the, it was the new. But that had quite a following. Oh yeah, it's yeah, really she, exploded, hasn't it? In, in yeah. um, kind of like got a new cult following. It really does, and you know, it's like it, this is an interesting thing. Like when you have the ability to take a show which is created by a toy manufacturer for for girls' toys, and then create a show off of that, which both of my sons sit down and watch. <laughs> <laughs> You've created something amazing, you know, like being able to cross over. Uh, the boys and girls and it's humorous and it's just like I've sat down and watched episodes of it and I'm like this is actually well written so yeah. <laughs> well that's how you do it <laughs> so uh, what's new with you what's going on um, I've been sort of busy I've started um, started my writing course this week so I've been kind of a little tied down with a few real world things <laughs> the last few oh. days but it's um it's been good. I had like a, I've had a productive kind of like summer. Um, the writing's coming along really well. Um, hopefully, just a couple of weeks away from sending that off to the editor. Um, so, but over the months, I did notice that you know um, days became nights, and routine was a thing of the past. <laughs> so it's, it's <laughs> nice to have some like normalcy back to my day because. Um, it took, not that it helps with the productivity because I'm sort of out of the house more, but I'm getting a bit of sunlight on my skin. So <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good thing. That is a good thing. Uh, yesterday I took my work outside because uh, I was I was feeling it myself. You know, you've got to be able to get out and uh, be around people occasionally too, which is really nice. <laughs> yeah, I got in the habit of just kind of like, <laughs> this probably sounds like really British <laughs> sitting outside and, and having a cup of tea <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> and that was like my kind of like morning thing. Cause like go outside and just like sit quietly and just sort of like organize my thoughts for the day and then stare at a screen for the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds fantastic. Well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you had the summer to do that though. It's uh, it certainly is something that it's really fun to be able to put yourself out there and see what you can come up with. It's good to kind of, sometimes we need like or at least i do like a block of time to like really throw myself into something it's it's hard kind of like compartmentalizing everything sometimes isn't it when you've got so much going on and different things it's nice to you know to have that time to just really sink your teeth into something yeah yeah i i i feel like i uh i stretch myself too thin on too many projects and i probably for this next year is i'm going to be taking projects you know in chunks and like this is the next two months is just this project instead of trying to handle four projects at the same time is maybe I can just get through them a little faster that way too. Definitely. I mean, it's fun and it's, it's kind of the fun about, you know, sort of like running a website or a show and doing writing and, you know, working on covers <laughs> and everything that's involved in it. And it yeah. is great. And you, you can't, you're learning something new every day, which is just amazing. But then, yeah, you just sometimes need to just really get involved in something and, you know, have your, have your mind just working away at chipping away at this one thing. Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, so I, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad that's working out. It'll be fun. I'm excited to, 
once you get the, the book finished, I'm excited to read it. So, yeah, it's, we I came. Uh, I encountered a, a nasty uh, plot problem over the uh, the summer. I'll probably like detail it a bit more when it's off to the editor, and uh, uh-huh. I'll put that up on like the website. And but um, that that proved quite difficult. But I think that's just the nature of when you get close to the end. I think that you know sometimes you you face difficulties. <laughs> oh yeah, and. Um... Check out the bookeditorshow.com. They're they're really good at that kind of stuff. They, uh, I've heard that. I've heard. Yeah, yeah I've heard that the uh, they're good at solving these problems. So yeah, they are. Yeah. And, and over at YouTube as well because they're both really good looking. So yes, they are and uh, sound well across the <laughs> the speakerphone, <laughs> the wireless. <laughs> so, well, should we dive into this? Uh, I uh, this one it's, is probably it's kind of sad, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I feel terrible that we're finishing. <laughs> a seven the thirty uh, fourth ish so <laughs> that we're that we're tying this up with yeah I know it, it's it's crazy and um you know we're running into it's it's really interesting because we're coming close to the end of the year now we've only got a few months left I mean we still have three months left but then that'll be our our one year we'll hit a year mark of uh, doing these shows that's pretty cool yeah we'll we'll have we'll do a special show <laughs> it'll be fun uh, so. Maybe we um, could both be sober for once. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not push it. <laughs> so, um, this show today, it's uh, we're the last plot. It's on rebirth, the rebirth. And uh, if you if you go on Google and type in rebirth stories, <laughs> you're you're going to get these uh, reincarnation stories popping up. That's not what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, th- this is, I think out of his seven, and we discussed this on off air, I think this is his weakest and I'm not sure really that, that there is an entire series of books that are written using this method. Like it's, it's really hard to find a list of titles to talk about with this. It is like, and again, like, um, for the listeners, we just discussed this before and it's, I couldn't help but feel that it, it it was kind of like a square peg forced to fit in a round hole. And, you know, they do exist, and I guess they do for that reason. They do need defining. But it's not necessarily always just the book, is it? We kind of discussed that it can be, you know, a particular character storyline that, you know, spans across a saga, yes, uh, for instance. For instance, you mentioned uh, the Star Wars with uh, Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Uh-oh, that's spoiler alert. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what, you, you mean Suey turns good again? <laughs> that's what I hear. I hear ah. it, yeah. <laughs> although, really, although really, he does die like, like 10 minutes later, so you don't know if that was really going to stick. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, so he could have been having us all on. He could have. <laughs> yep, he could have no, just been... Like that. Yeah, he could have done that to try to become, you know, the new dark, uh, dark lord of the whole empire, and and then, and or Luke would be his uh, his new apprentice. You know, I I don't know. He just kind of um, repented in the last moment to make sure that he became one with the Force. That's so right. Yeah, yep, so that he could get out there. So, um, but. <laughs> Um, but we certainly can see these hero rebirths or rebirth stories happen for characters. And it happens, I think, quite frequently um, through, especially through long story arcs. Uh, a couple of the ones that we did 
you know, identify right away. Um, Sleeping Beauty follows this, um, this series of plots and as well as Beauty and the Beast. And um, the, uh, let, let's just go through this and we, we can just talk about them. But the, the basic idea is, um, as Booker writes it out, is it's, it's a young hero or heroine falls under the shadow of a dark power. Uh, the second part is, for a while, all may seem to go reasonably well. The threat may have even receded. Uh, the third is that eventually the threat returns in full force and imprisons or seems to kill the hero or heroine. The fourth, the co- this continues for a long period of time, and it looks like the darkness is uh, triumphed completely. And then finally, miraculous redemption, either by the hero or by uh, the person who's imprisoned at a, an older age. So that's really, yeah, it's, I, I was underwhelmed a little. I mean, yeah. it, it has a structure and it, it does kind of like follow, you know, the similar, you know, everything's going well, but then, you know, you ramp up the tension <laughs> and it has the, the, you know, the generic kind of plot structure. Um, I don't know, maybe just, maybe people don't like writing them. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that could be, you know, it, things come in and out of Vogue. Things are, you know, that this is an interesting plot today and maybe it's not going to be tomorrow. But I would almost argue that this plot is really a subplot and that uh, this would fit in with something more like overcoming the monster, you know, that, uh, yeah. you know, that, that the, the person, you know, has been taken away um, and that they're trying to get them back and have to destroy the person in order to get the, get the, the, what's going to be the hero. Oh, or for instance, did you ever see that movie Willow? I don't think I did. Who was, was that? Was that a Joss Whedon thing? No, it was, uh, I, I thought it was uh, George Lucas or Steven Spielberg. It's one oh, right, yeah. And so it's a fantasy where um, uh, Willow, he's the, he's the hero of the story, but really they're trying to rescue this baby who is going to um, create a great world ahead or something like that, you know? And so this dark witch is stolen her and everyone's coming back to get her and they kill the dark witch in the end. And that seems to be it's more... Marla. Yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> if you've never seen Willow, just ruined it. <laughs> the good guys win. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lesson for all the dark witches out there. Uh-huh. That's right. Unless you're in a tragedy, that's uh, pretty much 99% of how stories end. <laughs> tragedy or a George R. R. Martin book. <laughs> so, but, uh, but that idea, you know, that that seems to be where this comes into play is a secondary set of, uh, of a plot, a secondary plot, you know, that you've got the hero being taken or the heroine who's going to be a hero in a future time. You know, it's not right now. And they're going through all this and then rescued at the end by someone else so that they can be back in power. Yeah. I think that's a great point on the, um, the, the, the subplot. Cause I think it feels quite, it's quite a bittersweet ending when um you know a a villain if if it's told in the way of a villain sort of having a rebirth and you know turning good it's kind of like quite a bittersweet thing but it doesn't feel powerful enough to be like a satisfying ending um it it feels satisfying enough to be an ending to a like you say to a subplot or to a particular character storyline but not as a, a main a main plot point 
to me. Yeah. Well, exactly. You know, and it, it's almost um, like if you let's go back to the Star Wars ones. We're looking at Star Wars. We have the first the first movies that came out, episodes four, five, and six. We're certainly not about Anakin Skywalker redeeming himself. But if you were to take it as an overarching of the six episodes that we've seen, it almost seemed like George Lucas was going back through and, and wedging in that this whole story is about Vader's redemption in the end. You know, that we take him and see how much he falls and then we see him come back. And it feels it feels really like you've got a shoehorn and you're just shoving it in there, you know, that it wasn't the original idea of the story and that you're just cramming it in. So this could be a very difficult story to put together if you're doing it. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, cause it did help, didn't it? Sort of like having that prelude to it all and kind of seeing, you know, where he'd come from and that he was good and kind of having that, that backstory, but it just <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's quite hard to do. I mean, because you've got sort of like, um, which we'll talk about in a moment, like the the Christmas Carol um, Dickens. So it's kind of like he's like a master a master storyteller. Yes. <laughs> so, and he does it really well. So you know, maybe it is just a difficult thing to do. And and it very well could be because you have to, because um, unlike a, a lot of these. Uh, stories that we've done you know that you're you're taking a character and trying to because you want to connect the character um let me just use the sleeping beauty one for example and so it's really difficult to say at the end of sleeping beauty that uh that sleeping beauty you know is really the hero at the end of it even though if you were looking at booker's plot outline here she would be you know that she falls under the shadow uh, and the threat's gone then the witch comes back, takes her, um, and then it looks like everything is is won by the evil, and then someone else comes along and miraculously redeems them. And so there's that kind, and then there's the kind that we were talking about with Anakin, where he's he's gone down a dark road and then is reborn again um, as a better person. And so it, it seems like there's two separate types of ones and he did not get specific enough in this to explain between those two. And so that's where I've had a little bit of trouble, um, really putting together a good lesson out of this. Yeah, it, it was, it is hard to unpick, uh, those two sort of, um, you know, whether it's from kind of like a hero's perspective or whether it's from, uh, the redemption of a villain. Um, yeah. Because I would rather read a redemption of a villain story than uh, than a hero that because the the fifth part to this plot, this idea of a miraculous redemption, it's almost like that um, the, the whole God and the machine uh, deal, you know, where the old Greek play, you know, where God comes and or one of the gods comes down and just sets everything right at the end. You know, how does that happen? Because mm, if we take. Um kind of like Sleeping Beauty, that that does fit into the sort of um, the, this structure that kind of like he's outlined and that she's fallen under the shadow of a dark power and it it's something that kind of like happens to them. Um, whereas Christmas Carol, which is kind of kind as the best example, is kind of something of like his own doing and something that he becomes himself. Right. It fits into the, you know, he has the the redemption figures and, you know, someone comes along to 
kind of contrast them and show them the error of the ways. So do you see what I'm saying? Like there is those yeah, two. Well, and then with uh, with Dickens, Scrooge redeems himself. Like Scrooge in the end chooses to be redeemed where Sleeping Beauty has to be saved by a guy who she's met just, you know, just briefly, you know, pages before or whatever. So we haven't had his arc moving forward. If she, you know, she can't redeem herself because she's under the spell. And so I think that's, I really like the Dickens one better because we can, we can then identify with this hero who's had a rough go at it. But at the end, the hero overcomes is not, uh, miraculously saved by someone else. Yeah, I think I think the kind of um, being saved by someone else kind of has <laughs> to be a subplot by its nature because I mean, like Sleeping Beauty, for example, is going to be like asleep for half <laughs> the yeah. half of the, the story, <laughs> so she can't kind of go off and and be the protagonist, so to speak. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so but yeah. I think it is it is an interesting concept, and like you kind of say, I, I was just thinking of a Malfoy in the Harry Potter books. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he kind of is influenced by his family, and you know, you can sort of see the good in him throughout, and he kind of falls to their ways, and then you know, you, he kind of fights it a bit, but then he goes even further, like into the darkness, and then he's he's kind of redeemed at the end, and he's oh, spoiler. <laughs> and he's, and he's uh, turns out like quite not quite good, but you know he's sort of seen the the error of his ways. Yeah. Um, but whether that would have served as kind of like you know Malfoy and the Philosopher's Stone, I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's it's certainly it's a uh, it's difficult to put this together. Like you have to be very strong um, to create the character to see them. Uh, go on a downward arc and then turn things back around and come forward again. And then we have to feel like that redemption makes sense. Like it makes sense in um, with Scrooge, like what he's seen and everything. It makes really good sense. And it, she did a good job with Malfoy, but if you, you could really bumble this thing up and like make the whole thing fall apart pretty easy. Like it's a very precarious one to use. Yeah. I'd, if you, you mean, you could probably go at it by like kind of trying to, remodel the christmas carol so you know he obviously uses the um the tools of the the three ghosts to um, help him undergo change basically and you know go through his character his character arc and evolve um so you'd, you'd need to have those tools in place which you know they could be you know maybe they wouldn't be ghosts maybe they'd be friends um or uh, thinking about past experiences that the character had had um or new experiences that cause them to see themselves in a new way, but yeah, it it it, does, it would take some some really good, some really strong writing, as, as you said. Yeah, and not to put um, anyone off doing it, of course. No, yeah. no, not at all. Like it's just, um, just if you were to take Booker's thing here, and I, I would say that you should combine this. Um, like if you took took the elements of tragedy, and then cut the last two of them out, because we know that we talked about tragedy last time, where uh, the the hero is no longer listens to his friends, you know, like he's become really against what they're saying and starts listening to people that aren't helping him. And so, or her. And so if we took it like that and we started this downward spiral with the tragedy and then use these, 
bottom ones here to come back up and to start turning them around to redeeming themselves, that I think could be more powerful than this on its own. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. I think if you, if you're going to do this, um, yeah, uh, study, you know, what's been done, but well, not study, but you know, read where it's worked before. And yeah, you know, look at where you can work it into another plot. Um, yeah. And put, put it in with something else. Cause it just strengthen it. Yeah. It, it would be, I just think this would be a very difficult one. Like I'm, I'm looking at it myself and like trying to think of characters and like where I could put them into to places. And if I just took it line by line, like he's got it here, I just don't, I'm not sure that I could put together a strong enough story to go along with it because, and it could have very strong story elements. Like your reader can connect really well with that idea. We've talked about it before, that idea that they want to change, they want to be better. And so they want to see someone change and be better. And so with that kind, that can really work. But on the other side, if you're, if you're taking this is almost the, the fairy tale way of, of, of doing it. I just think it's a little weak on its own. Hmm. Cause you, you've got to, you would need to identify with the villain right at the beginning of the story. Yes. Um, to sort of sympathize. Ooh, what about um, Despicable Me? <laughs> oh, Despicable Me would be an excellent one. That's we were talking yeah. about trying to find modern ones. That's a really good one. Because I was thinking, yeah, you, you need to and you need to sympathize with the the villain. You'd have to have a connection with the villain in order for the redemption to mean something. You couldn't just have sort of like Cruella Deville, and you know, at the end, she, she she's good, and it, <laughs> it's not not so interesting. So no. Whereas it worked in his Big Me, didn't it? Maybe like the comedy factor or... Yeah, you know, because he's uh, he's approachable villain. You know, like he's kind of a little bit uh, <laughs> eccentric and a little off and everything like that. And so you got a whole comedy element going into it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it does really work well, though, to watch him go from uh, only caring about uh, his evil plots to caring about the, the three kids. Spoiler alert. Sorry about that. <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> I think we ought to just say spoiler alert at the beginning. Yeah, we'll, we'll say it now for every show. Yes. <laughs> as soon as you hear us mention a book or a film, we're going to discuss the ending. Yeah, we're going to discuss the ending and ruin it for you. So, <laughs> Sorry. That's what we do. <laughs> you, you should have seen it, okay? It's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, you deserve to have it spelled. We don't even care. Yeah. <laughs> so, Well, goodness, I... Um, I, that's all my notes. I didn't have a, a ton on this one. Um, yeah, I think you know it's it's interesting and it's hard to do. And I think it's open to interpretation and you know applying your own style to it. And I think it would. I'd I'd love to hear you know if if anyone's kind of written one or if anyone knows an example of one or if you're working on one yourself you know i'd love to hear about it and yeah it, it, it interests me as, as, a, as a plot type yeah you know and it would be fun to see this uh fleshed out and to see one that's that's uh really done well modern one and um yeah please share it because i think like we said before we've said this several times throughout this seven uh seven arc here that 
these are all just roadmaps. You know, these are all just ways that you can do this. Uh, you can combine these plots together, but understanding the basic elements of these plots will help you understand where your stories are, where your weaknesses fall with it, and how to connect it in a way that a reader can step in, can feel familiar enough with the story to to accept the change and then move forward with your unique perspective. Eloquently put. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, a great caveat on the sort of the plot types because obviously we're not saying you know sit down and just plot you know that's not it doesn't <coughs> that way um you know i, I, I think um you know I, I think we've done a good job of fleshing these out <laughs> if i yes. do say so myself and i'm now ready to put it away <laughs> and to move on to other things like uh <laughs> let's get back into talking about words next time <laughs> oh that'll be fun <laughs> and tidying up sentences and yes. Away commas and things, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, getting rid of uh, semicolons and stuff like that. So yeah, that was it's a, it's a, a lot of uh, a lot of plotting, isn't it? My my head kind of hurts a little bit from <laughs> from all these shows, oh, from all this stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you enjoy the show, please leave us a review on iTunes or a like on YouTube or a plus on Google. And if you're an editor who'd like to be a guest on the show, please drop us a line at thebookeditorshow.com. Um, I'm Clark Chamberlain, and for my co-host Peter Turley, keep writing, keep learning, and build a better book. Thank you for listening, and come back next week for more. Please visit thebookeditorshow.com for show notes, links to guests, books and extras, and for information on how to be a guest on the show.